0: welcome back for another episode of collective constellations today's episode is going to be a solo journey with yours truly and i want to explore the topic of feeling your way through the unknown Now, given the name of this podcast being Collective Constellations, I think it's easy to say that for the past few years, we have all collectively been in the space of immense unknown, the depths of the mystery. I would argue, though, or I would make the, the point of saying that we have always been in the unknown and global circumstances over these past couple of years. I think has only heightened on an external, apparent, tangible level just how in the unknown we are, just how vast mystery of this life is, and how futile our attempts are to think that we know it all. And I would say we are in this collective time of rebirthing. And if we look at the journey of metamorphosis, that a caterpillar goes through into a butterfly, there is this essential period where the caterpillar turns to goo and turns to mush and needs to just melt into the black nothingness of the unknown. Little does it know that it is preparing itself, it is in a vital step of the journey, it's in an irreplaceable step of the journey into metamorphing and becoming that beautiful butterfly with resplendent colors and infinite capacities to fly on the winds and migrate. So thus is the gift of feeling your way through the unknown. And this topic feels really alive for me because it uh, has truly been a theme of my life. (laughs) Uh, There have been many periods of unknown, as I'm sure you can relate to as well. So my intention with this podcast episode is to take you um, on a bit of a fairy tale, to take you into a journey And through the lens of my own experience, perhaps providing you an opportunity to derive the fruits of your own wisdom from your own periods of fruitful darkness. And maybe you're even traversing one right now. And maybe this will provide some comfort and some inspiration into how to feel your way through the unknown. Not to make the unknown known, not to obliterate the unknown, not to conquer the unknown, but to feel your way through it. And I truly believe that it's an art to be able to feel our way through the unknown. It is an art that when we cultivate it within us as a craft, as a skill, we become unshakable in our faith to life, to our own spirits, to our own soul, to God, to goddess, to creatrix, whatever you want to call it. When we learn how to feel our way through the unknown with faith, nothing becomes too much We know that life is always on our side and love is always on our side and feeling our way through the unknown can show up in many different ways and i've seen it show up in many different ways of my own life it can be a change that's happening in your relationships and you might feel like you're in this unknown space with your partner or your friendships or your community or your family and it just kind of feels like it's in the dark space and it's not making sense It could be a change in your career. It could be a new home or the dissolving of a home or the beckoning to and the calling to a a home or a new country or a new place that you haven't been. It could be an identity rehaul. It could feel like you're in the unknown of your own personal expression. It could be the unknown of standing on a threshold feeling like you have so many options in front of you and you don't know where to turn or what one is the right or wrong choice. The unknown can show up in many ways and essentially it's when we find ourselves face to face with the mystery and no matter how much our logical mind tries to find our way through it, there is no uh, analyzing the unknown. So I want to start, I suppose, with my own story, my first experience of feeling my way through the unknown. And when I was 18, um, it was quite a pivotal year in my life. Uh, I it was 2013. I had just graduated high school, and a month after graduating, my father passed away with Parkinson's. He had Parkinson's for about five years leading up to it, so we all knew the time was coming, Um, but he passed away in August, about a month or so after graduating, and I was standing at this precipice of the great unknown. Little did I know it at 18 because my mind was preoccupied with love and romance and friendships and school and concerts and all of these things that an 18-year-old mind um, is considering. But I was at this precipice where I had the choice to either go right to college or there was this blossoming desire in my heart to take a gap year and to go to New Zealand and travel. And with the passing of my father, I felt like I was standing at this unknown of death and life and seeing him face his own great unknown taking his last breaths witnessing him take his last breaths witnessing him go through the whole degeneration phase of preparing to die and face his great unknown it really put in perspective to for me of how do I want to live and what way do I want to live and i decided i wanted to live a great adventure so i decided to take the gap year and postpone college and my time traveling through New Zealand presented me many great unknowns. Um, I left with a backpack and about a thousand dollars in my pocket um, to sustain me for a whole year was was pretty ambitious, with a lot of traveling in between. But I made it work, and I think of all of my adventures hitchhiking. So I didn't have a car. I didn't have any planned transportation when I was living in New Zealand, and I found myself um, really viscerally getting this experience of I don't know where I'm going to end up tonight. I don't know if I'm going to get a ride. Um, I don't even think Uber was really a thing at that time, or at least it wasn't something I was aware of. I actually didn't bring a phone to New Zealand. Uh, It went very nomadic. I just had a little SIM card, uh, you know, those little plastic texture phones. It didn't even have um, a touch. Like, there was no way I could have gotten Ubers and ride shares. A little Nokia phone. And... I was faced at the great unknown. I, I was pretty much at the hands of the mystery. I was at the will of the mystery. I said, okay, I'm laying myself down at your doorstep. What will you do with me? How will you have me? How is this going to work? And I found myself continually led to the most beautiful experiences through feeling my way through the unknown. So I think of the times I'm hitchhiking. Sometimes I'd be standing out in the rain. Um, I could have had several hours of a journey ahead of me. And I just stood there with my thumb out and hoped for the best. And sometimes I would get lucky and I'd find a family or people would pick me up and take me to where I needed to go. And sometimes I didn't get anything Um, and I would only get like a little bit along the way and I'd pitch up a tent somewhere and camp. It was really um, putting myself at the hands of the unknown in a foreign country where I knew zero people traveling through these long stretches of barren land Um, but feeling my way through it and trusting that I was going to be okay. And I really feel like this is a core principle of what it is to feel our way through the unknown. It's either leaning into the trust or developing the trust that everything is going to be okay. And it's okay not to know. This can be a really hard thing to come to terms with. It's okay not to know. It's okay not to know. (laughs) We live in a society that prides us so much on having to know, having to know what we want to do in our lives, having to know what our five-year plan is, having to know what we want to do with our money, having to know when we want to get married and how many kids we want to have and where we want to live and (laughs) it's okay not to know. (laughs) And I feel like having visceral experience of this can be a really beautiful way to imprint it into the subconscious. So I knew I was going to be okay, and I I didn't exactly know what was going to happen, but it worked out. Um, And there were other times where I was in New Zealand uh, that I found myself face-to-face with a mystery. (laughs) Um, There was one... One day, actually, it's a really standout moment in my psyche because I think I got a lot of lessons in a a more challenging way. Um, It was New Year's, and I had met people as I was traveling around New Zealand um, while hitchhiking, while working at different farms and workaways. I just started to make friends. I make friends quite easily. And I was invited to visit... Some friends for a New Year's party, and I think I was in a space where I wasn't really feeling like I wanted to be around a lot of like a partying energy. And honestly, I've I've never been that way. I never really had a party phase in high school. I never went to college. I never really got around the whole drinking culture and and all that. Like it just was never part of my reality. And I remember I said, you know what, I'm going to go out for a hike. And I left for the hike in the afternoon, one day in late December, early January, and um, I just pretty much packed a banana, a bottle of water, backpack, and just left. And it was in a town that I had never been in before, and in a, a forest that I had never been in before. And to put it simply, I got incredibly lost. And it was dense. I just kept walking and turning left and right then left and right then up. Then over there and over that hill. And then I realized it was getting dark. And I had no idea how to get back. I was like the fool. Just prancing into this big, big forest. <laughs> without any awareness of um, what I was actually doing. And where I was actually going. And, you know, that was quite a naive decision. But I can also see that it was uh, a great... Training ground for me. To cast myself into the unknown willingly, and face all my own fears that came up as the nighttime descended, and I had no food, I had no water, I didn't even know if there were like animals around. It was getting cold. I didn't have like any um, things to keep myself warm with, and it was terrifying. It was honestly really scary. I didn't have a cell phone that worked. Um, and I had to come face to face with all of my own fears of being in the unknown. Am I ever going to get out of here? What if I can't get my way out? I've been walking for three hours and I don't know where I am. Like, there's no service here. I haven't seen a sign of life. <laughs> like, I've got no water. What if I never find my way out? Um, and panic kicked in at first. And I got really scared. Um, it was getting darker and darker. And by that time it was probably like 8 o'clock or something and I was able to find like a ditch. And I said, okay, well this is a ditch, there's probably running water and if I follow that it'll lead me to some kind of source where maybe people maintain the water or something. So I just followed this ditch and I had to go off trail and I was really scared. (laughs) There's not, there are not dangerous animals in New Zealand, which is a lucky thing, but I was seeing all these big spiders and I was like terrified and I was trying not to cry. At one point I like laid down and just like, had to soothe myself cause I was freaking out. And then I reminded myself it's gonna be okay and tried to keep my mind, you know, um, in a positive place. And finally, after walking down the trail for maybe an hour, I, I find a, a road and that was more hopeful and um, i didn't see anything so i just walked along the road and it did come out to like a, a more of a paved road i said okay something's coming along here but by that time it was like nine o'clock and a car starts coming down the road so i go out and i I, I try to hitchhike but the car that approaches um the person stops and i instantly had sensations in my body of like this is not safe uh, it was a man and I've hitchhiked with many men even solo and it was fine but something about this man and his eyes I just didn't like the energy and he I was like yeah get in the car I'll take you I'm like um and he's like what like just get in the car come on I was like um actually I, I think I'm okay I'm gonna use like no I'll take you and I was like no no it's okay and I like walked away and pretended I was calling someone on my phone and he hesitated there and was staring at me but then he drove off and um then like 20 minutes later a truck comes by with these two like sweet old men (laughs) and I talked to them and I instantly felt better um and I got in the car with them and we drove it was like a 30 minute drive but luckily they were passing through they said to me like you're really lucky we're passing through here um this is a really like uncommon place we just had to pass through because it's on our way to they were going to this like golf golf thing, men's golf night, late night thing. Um, but anywho, really moral of the story here is that I was really scattered in the unknown. I had no idea where to go. I had no idea what I was going to do. And I was in kind of vulnerable position, but here's the thing about when we feel our way through the unknown, it really gives us a chance to heighten and intensify our instincts. It heightens and intensifies our connection to our instincts. So, because I needed to survive, my instincts could either have swung to the space of becoming neurotic and and getting manic, or they could have become highly attentive to my surroundings, which is what happened. And I found the ditch, and I followed the ditch. And then I saw the man in the car, the first car, but my instinct said, no, don't get in that car. And then I waited, and then something better came along. So this is kind of a you know <laughs> a dramatic ex- experience that I'm sharing here, but I think it's really beautiful because um you know we can talk about things theoretically, but there's nothing like experiencing something physically in your body. And I'm sure you've can maybe relate to an experience like this when you were worn down, right? Something really wore you down, but it made you more attentive. It's like let's say you've been through um you've experienced relational dynamics that were really uh toxic or abusive right like and you really got, kind of got worn down by them it also increases your ability to notice if something like that's happening again right or let's say you make certain choices with your health that don't really serve you and you go to a place where you're worn down if later down the track you notice yourself making the same choices you kind of catch on quicker right it's like we learn through this repetition. For better and for worse and I feel like when we're feeling our way through the unknown a very powerful benefit of it is that it can refine our instincts and our ability to sense when something's up but also sense what we need so that's what I experienced with um that moment in New Zealand on that long existential hike of being lost and having near-death worries <laughs> into, um, you know, actually it being an experience of trusting myself more and honing my instinctual nature and really trusting that voice. You know, I could have been manic and just jumped in the car because it was the first car I saw, or I could really lean into my animal body. And I feel like this is also a core principle of feeling our way through the unknown. It's a chance to navigate from our animal body. And what do I mean by that? I mean our primal nature, our physical body knowing cuz think of the un- when i think of the unknown i think of the color black i think of walk i don't know i tell you another story i think of walking through a dark room you can't see you can't think your way around it you have to feel like the serpent Snakes, serpent, snake—I'll use the words interchangeably. They can't see, but they have incredibly powerful, an incredibly powerful sense of smell, and um, incredibly powerful healing, hearing, and taste, and feeling the temperature on their skin. It's through the primal body, and I feel like whenever we find our place. In a time of unknown in our lives it's a chance to lean more into our primal instincts our feminine nature our feeling nature our animal body and trust our body to guide us and of course with that may come the opportunity to face our own trauma and i don't think this has to be endless endless amounts of work and trauma healing but if we have learned to um, not trust the voice of our bodies being in situations where, there, where we are facing the unknown and the mystery and the void can give us a chance to reconnect to our bodies and restore our body's wisdom and heal and integrate that trauma and learn to listen to the wisdom of our primal body, of our senses, and really come back home to our ability to navigate the unknown. Because if we look at our ancestors, this is what they were made for. (laughs) Sometimes they didn't know where the food was going to come from or if a natural disaster was going to hit. It was purely instinctual. And I think that, yes, we can see periods of mystery and unknown and challenge in our life as as great obstacles and burdens, but that's if we're taking the more manic, neurotic, hyper-controlling path where we're trying to masculinize our way through it and try to wrap our minds around it. But if we see periods of unknown in our life as an opportunity to go deeper into our body's wisdom and to refine our instincts and to lean into our primordial wisdom, our primal wisdom, they become such amazing opportunities for uh, empowerment. So I want to share with you a story of um, a beautiful experience that I had when I was on a retreat. I was participating in a retreat in Australia in the Gold Coast, and it was within a modality that I had been super passionate about for a couple of years and honestly formed the backbones of a lot of my my teachings and, and my growth now. And it was called Dancing Eros, and it's a woman's embodied erotic um, a woman's erotic embodiment modality to free up our own sensual and sexual expression within our own self um through working with archetypes through working with embodiment and i remember finding this at you know 20 years old and just oh my whole world was blown open it was like food for my soul and eventually i went to this retreat that they were hosting after 2 years of really being involved with the work from 20 to 21 to 22 and They, on the retreat, they, I wouldn't say led us through because it was not led at all. (laughs) We were journeying with um, the wild woman archetype. And on one of the nights of the retreat, it was devoted to the wild woman. And there was an initiation. And we were kept up until the very late, late hours of the night. And we were right on this beautiful land in like, you know, the, the bush of East Coast, Australia, um, very rural. And it was in the late hours of the night, early hours of the morning. We were all kind of like sleep deprived and our senses were super activated. And we stood around the fire and did a release ritual. And then the fire was put out. And none of us knew what was happening or why we were being kept up. We were hugely in the unknown, which, you know, the facilitators, now I know that that's exactly what they were wanting to conduct for us. And there was water. There's a nearby river to where we were having the retreat. But it was a good, a good ways away, at least like a, a five minute walk um, over the like field and down a hill and over the rocks and the, sh- the initiation for us was to um, actually get on our hands and knees in the pitch black of the late night and our mission was to feel our way to the water. <laughs> so I'm on my hands and knees. So we're all on our hands and knees. The so thirteen about I think it was about thirteen to twenty women. I can't fully really remember and. It's pitch black. We can't see anything. And I remember crawling over rocks and dirt and stones, and I was scraping up my knees, and it was painful, and I had no idea where I was going. But I had to like really slow down, and I had to listen for the water and the water running over the rocks and try to orient myself based on. What my body knew of the land and how i had been walking around it for like the several days prior on breaks and dips in the river and really trust my body's wisdom of its own you know navigation its own orientation system and stumbling into trees <laughs> walking into like bushes <laughs> walking into other women but really having to hone in my instincts and noticing after five minutes ten minutes how my ears started to hear differently in the dark. And my eyes started to see differently, and the starlight was providing more illumination on my path than it was previously, only five minutes before. And the sounds that were intensifying, and the way I could hear the water, and I could even smell the water. Whereas when I was standing by the fire with that bright light, my senses weren't as activated. I had the light, I had the illumination, I had my logic, I had my mind switched on. I was consciously aware of what was going on around me. I could orient with my mind. But as soon as that was turned off and I was was faced with the unknown, there was this initial period of immense confusion and disorientation. And right, that's when we have the choice. We can lean into manic neurosis or we can lean into deep primordial listening. And eventually I found my way to the water. And it was a moment of such joy. I remember, like, I think I even had tears. It was, a, it was a very spiritual experience because I had been crawling for 20, 30 minutes. And then I feel the water beneath my fingers. And I felt this... Um, what did I feel? It was like, I don't want to say pride, but there was this... I was really proud of myself. I was really like amazed i was really amazed and really grateful <laughs> and in awe of that experience and the power of instincts and i feel like that is the theme here that keeps coming through just <laughs> with with the storytelling of this podcast and me totally honestly just riffing and flowing with my my uh, intuitive guidance into this, I didn't plan this out at all, is that when we are facing junctures in our life of unknown, in career, in business, in relationships, in spirituality, in home, in finances, there's often two ways it can go. We can slip into manic neurosis, or we can take it as an opportunity to deepen into our primordial, instinctual wisdom. And I know there's an amazing quote, I think it's by Einstein, right? Like, you don't solve a problem with the same mindset that got you into it. And I really feel like this is the invitation for us when it comes to feeling our way through the unknown. We can't think our way out of the unknown. We have to become something that has previously been unknown to ourselves, right? So at the retreat, with the campfire blazing, it was easy for me to see, As soon as that fire went out, I had to lean into a new way of doing things. It was very unknown and it didn't make sense at first. But after leaning into it and feeling my way through the unknown and trusting, I started to hear more sharply. I started to smell more distinctly. I started to sense and orient more intuitively. It opened up for me because I leaned into the unknown. And whatever we are facing in our lives, that's the opportunity. So whatever you may be facing in your life right now that's causing you this feeling of facing a great unknown, ask yourself, am I slipping into a manic neurosis here and getting stuck in my head? What would it be like to soften? What would it be like to trust my instincts and approach this in a different way and see what reveals? So I want to leave you with that question. And to explore that question and to journey into inquiry with that question. And if you have responses to that, I would love to hear them. (sighs) Feeling our way through the unknown is a true art. And I feel that when we cultivate this art, we cultivate such a sovereign, instinctual, powerful, faith-led way of living that can lead us through all of life's inevitable turns and changes and allow them to be things that strengthen us and evolve us, soften us and grow us into even more of our greatest potential. So thank you for joining me on this constellation if you want to stay tuned with this podcast I have some really amazing speakers coming up on the lineup so lots of love from my heart to yours and whatever collective constellations you may be leaving and I will catch you on the next episode